Welcome to the Clay Baller Show. I'm your host, Clay Tillman, and today on this episode, we are going to be talking about the Dallas vs. San Francisco game this Sunday at 5 p.m. We are also going to be talking about the NBA All-Star controversy and what's going on around that. Why are people frustrated with uh, with the All-Star game? And also, we're going to be talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Where is he going to be playing next season? If he doesn't play for the Packers, will he retire? We're going to be talking about that on this episode of the Clay Baller Show. Let's start off with the Cowboys versus 49ers game this Sunday at 5 p.m. This will be a fantastic game to watch. Probably the... Uh, the best game of possibly this weekend. It's either that or the Bengals versus Bills game, but I think this game is going to be a little bit better just because how similar these teams are and how and how much I want to see the Cowboys win because I want to see how legit they are. They can win, then they are a legit team. Let's start off with um with um which which defense is better in my opinion. But I'm going to give some facts before I just start spitting out my opinion and not give out any background <laughs> background information. So let's start off with the 49ers defense. They have a top-tier defense, obviously, with this one guy who's good, probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. And that guy's name is Nick Bosa. He is, he is phenomenal. 18 and a half sacks this season. 48 QB hits. He is playing at an elite level at a young age. 18 and a half sacks. League leader in sacks this season. And 48 QB hits. Can't get any better than that. Well, TJ Watt last season did better. But he is still playing. He is the best edge rusher in the league right now. Other than Micah Parsons. Fred Warner. Pro Bowl this season and all pro 130 tackles, 6 QB hits. Not as much as Nick Bosa. That's because Nick Bosa's on the line and Fred Warren is a linebacker. But here. And he also has one interception. So, they have a great defense. But, but, but let's talk about the Cowboys. Because the Cowboys could have a better defense. Let's see. Their main guy, Micah Parsons, on the line. This guy's incredible. Micah Parsons with 13 and a half sacks. He's not on the line, he's a linebacker, but you know what I'm saying. 13 and a half sacks a season. He's playing great. He's his second season in the league, and he's averaging thir- and he's getting 13 and a half sacks in a season. He's playing at a defensive player of the year level, but he probably won't win it this year just because Nick Bosa's playing a lot better. But Micah Parsons is still playing at an elite level at a really, really young age. And it's only his second season in the, second season in the league. And get this, last season he was top three in Defense Player of the Year votes. This season he's in the same conversation. And he has 27 QB hits, not as much as Nick Bosa. But like I said, Nick Bosa is playing a, li- a little bit better. But Michael Parsons is still very, very good and is the best defender on the Dallas Cowboys uh, uh, secondary. Now let's move on to Trevon Diggs. Don't get him confused with Stephon Diggs. I know they're both brothers, but this guy plays on uh, defense. Trevon Diggs, three interceptions. Not as much as last year, but still really good. 
and 59 tackles. And then um, Demarcus Lawrence, who's also a pro bowler, six and a half, uh, six sacks a season and 65 uh, tackles. So these three Pro Bowl players on the secondary, on the secondary, are elite. And the 49ers have two. But you're probably saying, well, that doesn't matter. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. Because I think the 49ers have a tad better defense than the Cowboys do. You know why? Check this stat out. San Francisco has given up the least amount of points this season. Averaging 13.5 points. That's why the Cow- That's why the 49ers are on an 11-game winning streak. Because their secondary is so elite. And they're giving up the least amount of points per game. They might have the best defense in the league. That could be argued uh, as many times as possible because there's so many good defenses in the league. But the 49ers are top tier. You can put them with the Cowboys. You can put them with the Eagles. But they're still a top tier defense. So now let's move on to the offense. Which is better? Like the defense, they're both similar. They both have similar uh, qualities, characteristics. But... Let's talk about it. Trent Williams on the 49ers. One of the best tackles in the league. He's a 10-time Pro Bowler, 2-time All-Pro, All-Pro this season. He's allowed one sack this season, which is the reason Brock Purdy can throw and is doing so well. He's preventing sacks. He allowed one sack, but he's preventing sacks, and he's playing really good on the O-line. McCaffrey, a huge pickup for the 49ers. What a trade they got. McCaffrey, 746 yards. And this is in 11 games, by the way. 746 yards, 6 touchdowns. He had 1,100 yards um, for the entire season just because he played for the Panthers at the beginning of the season. And he has 6 touchdowns in 11 games, which is really good. 8 in total. Now the man who is running this offense, Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant, but now he's relevant. Last pick in the draft, and this guy's 5-0 and in his career. Hasn't lost a since, or once, I mean. 1,300 yards, 13 touchdowns, and 4 interceptions on 67.1 completion percentage. In 5 games, by the way. He is playing great. I mean, he went up against the uh, the, uh, the Seahawks. The Seahawks aren't the biggest competition. But Brock Purdy won his first playoff game as a rookie and as the last pick in the draft. And he's starting over Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Which tells you something. This guy is going to be something in the near future. Now let's move on to the Cowboys. They have Zach they have Zach Martin has been on that team for a long time and has been playing elite every season since his rookie season. I don't think this guy has missed a Pro Bowl once his entire season. Allowed zero sacks this season. And he's just playing like everybody expected to play. He's great. He's a top ten guard ever. In my opinion. Tony Pollard who's having a breakout season. 
playing way better than Ezekiel Elliott is. Ezekiel Elliott isn't playing well at all. He's out of his prime, and he's not playing like he used to play. But Tony Pollard has taken his position. A thousand yards, nine touchdowns. He's playing great. And then C.D. Lamb, their best wide receiver. 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns. Pollard and Lamb combining for 18 touchdowns this season. And don't forget the main man, Dak Prescott, who is leading this uh, offense, who is helping them out, who is the main guy, the captain. The Cowboys average 28.8 points per game, and the 49ers have 20, average 25.8 points per game. This is why they're so similar. Only a three-point difference. This is why it's going to be a good game, because these two teams are very similar. But the reason this game is going to be hyped is so hyped up is because these are two young teams, and they are both competing for a title. Especially the Cowboys, because they haven't won a, They haven't been uh, completely great this year. They are. They've been completely great in the last decade. But this is the year I think they could possibly make it to the Super Bowl if they play at it. If they play the way they've been playing. Especially last week when they played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and whooped them. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in the playoffs and whooped them. Even though they missed four... (laughs) Get this. They missed four extra points. They still whooped them. They didn't need the extra points because their defense is so dang good. Not as good as the 49ers though. But we already talked about that. So whose offense is better? San Fran or Dallas? In my opinion, I'm going to have to say Dallas just because they have a more experienced offense. Dak Prescott is better than Brock Purdy. Debo Samuel hasn't been good this year. CeeDee Lamb has. Fred Warner's good, so we'll see how that goes. But I think the, uh, I think the Dallas is offense is a much better offense than San Francisco is. Just because of experience. They've been to the playoffs more. This is Brock Purdy's first playoffs. Cowboys just came off a great win. An exciting win. Gives them momentum. It gives them confidence. And the 49ers played a wild card team who barely had a playoff chance. Very slim chance. Things were... Uh, the dice was rolled and they made it in. Very slim chance, but it happened. So the Seahawks aren't considered a playoff team. I put that in quotations, but they made the playoffs. So this is going to be a huge chance to see if the 49ers are great as they as people say they are. I think they're a great team. They're on an 11-game winning streak. But they're going to have to go up against a top-tier offense and defense so, this will be an exciting game to watch. But So, if I had to predict who will win this game, I'm going to say the Cowboys, just because how more experienced they are. Dak's more experienced than Brock Purdy is. So, I'm going to have to go with the, uh, go with the um, Cowboys on this one. Now, I won't be surprised the 49ers win, just because they're playing against Dallas, who hasn't been great in the playoffs Ever. Well, not since the 90s at least. And 80s. But this is the year I think the Cowboys are possibly contenders. 
We'll have to see. But I have the Cowboys winning this game. It's going to be close. It's going to be fun to watch. I can't wait to watch this one. But now let's move on to the NBA All-Star controversy. What's what's happening? Like, what's going on? Why is everybody frustrated? I'll tell you why. I'm frustrated too. <laughs> let's start with the East um, voting. So in the front court... Okay, so before I go before I uh, go into this, I'm gonna talk why people are angry. It's because people averaging under like 15 points per game are getting more are getting more votes than people who are actually all stars. I'll, I'll give you some examples in a second. Let's just let's start with uh, the first guy, the, fir, uh, the highest voter on the East front court. It's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Of course, he's gonna freaking get a playoffs uh, all star spot because he's playing. At an MVP level, and his team's great. He's averaging 31, 12, and 5. He's playing great defensively, like he does every season, averaging one block and one steal per game. I mean, he's not playing as good as defense as he usually does, but he's playing great offensively. That's all that matters. Defense is great, but offense is a tad better. And it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. What can't he do? He's the best player in the league. He's going to make an all-star appearance. Kevin Durant. He's second. He's going to be an all-star just because how good he actually is. Averages 30 a game. And it's Kevin Durant. And his team is top. Is uh, is third, either third or fourth in the East. I have to look again. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure they're third in the East. Jason Tatum. Best uh, best team in the league, the, the Boston Celtics are, and he's top three. Uh, he's top three in MVP voting. He's obviously going to be an All Star, and he's averaging thirty a game. Joel Embiid again, top three in MVP voting, averaging over thirty a game. He's going to be an All Star. Jimmy Butler here. I mean, no, Jimmy Butler, okay, this isn't controversial at all. The reason it's it's uh, a little, like, iffy is because their team isn't elite and isn't as good as they should be. But Jimmy Butler's playing great. 22 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. He's still playing great basketball. Is he good defensively this season? Yes, I'd say so. Two steals a game. That's what he does usually. I see that every season. He plays good defensively. I think Jimmy Butler should be an all-star. But a lot of it comes down to how good your team actually is. Because the better your team is, the more recognition you're going to get. Like if we talk about the uh, Houston Rockets, they probably will have nobody in the playoffs. They have a good player, Jalen Green. But... Their team isn't good. If their team was good, Jalen Green would get so much more recognition and would probably be an all-star. But they're the they're the worst team in the league, which is probably which is probably why he won't be an all-star. But this is the heat we're talking about. They have been elite forever. They have the one of the best coaches of all time in Eric Spolster. They have a possible Hall of Famer in Jimmy Butler. They have a great defense. They're just not as good as as they should be right now. I think they'll get better, but right now they aren't as good. We'll see by the All Star uh, by the All Star game how good they actually are. But right now they aren't um, 
they aren't uh, contenders in my opinion. But Jimmy Butler is putting up great numbers. Like the same amount of numbers as he did last season, a tad better. He made an all-star last season. If he's playing better, why wouldn't he be, be one this season? I think he should be an all-star. But a lot of the controversy comes from why is, why is Jimmy Butler so high when his team's not good? So, but let's, let's move on to another player in Pascal Siakam. He's putting up great numbers. He's putting up all-star numbers. And like again, his team isn't good. They're not in the playoff. They're not even in the play-in right now. They're, I think, 13 games behind the Celtics. But like again, like I but Pascal Siakam's putting up great numbers. 25 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Great passer as a big man. Not the best pass, not the best big man passer, but He's, he's still a great passer. Best big man passer is Jokic, obviously. But Pascal Siakam is carrying this offense. He should be an all-star, but his team isn't good. But he's still putting up all-star quality numbers. Kyle Kuzma. Now, this is interesting. Why? It's because I wouldn't say Kyle Kuzma is the best player on the Wizards. So that's what's confusing. I think the best player on the... on the, Here, before I do that, I'm going to bring up Kyle Kuzma's numbers. If I can type his name in right. Here's his numbers. 22 a game. 8 assists. I mean, 8 rebounds and 4 assists. So he's putting up, uh, he's putting up average. No, I mean really good numbers. But his team isn't good, and he isn't the best player on his team. The best player on his team is Kristaps Porzingis, who is their center, who in my opinion should be an All Star and isn't even top ten in voting, which is ridiculous. Which is why All Star voting or fan voting in general is kind of ridiculous and unfair. Kristaps Porzingis, 22 points, 9 rebounds, and 2 assists. Not as good as playmaking, but that's because he's a center. Not many centers are good at playmaking. Some are, but not a lot. But he's playing a lot better, and he is the best player on his team. So I think he should be over Kyle Kuzma... Even though Kyle Kuzma is playing great basketball, but Kristaps Porzingis is playing better. Let's move on. Paulo Bancaro. This is a guy who is a who who is playing phenomenal as a rookie. I'll bring up his numbers right now. This guy will most likely win Rookie of the Year after I sh- after I tell you his stats. 21 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists as a rookie. Now, as a rookie, it's hard for you to make a playoff appearance. Especially for Paulo Bancaro when his team isn't good. He's the best player on his team, but his team isn't in a playoff. He isn't in a playoff spot right now. Last person to make a, uh, an all-star appearance as a rookie was Blake Griffin. Can Paulo Bencaro do it? Possibly, but I doubt it. 
If his team was better, heck yes. But his team isn't good. So I don't think he will make it, even though he's playing great. He's playing at an all-star level as a freaking rookie. But watch in the next upcoming years, probably next year, he'll be an all-star. Now, here's a player that I think should be an all-star. He's putting up great numbers. This is probably his best season yet. And his team is good. Julius Randle. This guy, in my opinion, should at least be top six in, in, in all-star voting. His team is in the playoffs right now. If the playoffs happen today, his team would be in the playoffs. And he's playing his best season yet. He's averaging 24 a game, 11 rebounds, and 4 assists. This guy's averaging a double-double. Now, their point guard, Jalen Brunson, is also playing at an all-star level. He's not top 10 in voting in guards in the East, which is, which is very confusing. He just signed a monster contract with the Knicks, Jalen Brunson has, and has proven his contract. A lot of people at the beginning of the season were like, does he actually deserve this contract? Now that I've seen him play, and now that I've seen him almost, not carry, but help this team make a playoff spot, he should be a freaking all-star. But he won't be, because all-star voting, fan voting in general, is ridiculous. Thank God Julius Randle's top 10, because he deserves it. At number 10, we have Nick Claxton. He's not playing, he's not putting up all-star numbers, in my opinion. But what he's doing is he he's playing insane defense. This guy will make all defense this season, most likely. But here's his numbers. 12, 8.5, and 1.5. And and now, when you think about it, if this guy wasn't good defensively, he wouldn't be on the list at all. But the way he's playing on defensively, he's going to be on the list. He's averaging the most blocks per game at 2.7 and averages one steal a game. He's playing great defensively, but not great offensively. I mean, he can get rebounds. He can score 12 points. But I want to consider him an all-star. Like, there's so I think I put so many other centers better than Nick Claxton who are better defensively and also better offensively offensively over him. He's a great player, don't get me wrong. He's on a great team, the Brooklyn Nets. But a lot of the reason the Brooklyn Nets are good is because Kyrie and Kevin Durant. But the, the, the Nets do have a top-tier defense. A lot of that comes from Nick Claxton. He's a big help in that. But I don't think he should be an all-star. When I think of an all-star... I think of somebody who is dominating in the league, who's having a fantastic season, whose team's having a fantastic season, and who are contenders to win a championship. Those are the players who deserve all-star appearances. Now let's move on to the guards in the East. We have Kyrie Irving playing great basketball, averaging 26 a game. Donovan Mitchell having his best season yet. He's playing on the Cavaliers. What a great trade. Or not, yeah. What a great pickup for the Cavs. 
They got a great guard who's having a historic season. Dropped 72, dropped 70 the other day or the other week. Over 70 points a game. It's like 72 or something. So he's having a fantastic season. He obviously deserves an all-star appearance. We have Jalen Brown on the best team in the league, and he's a huge reason they are the best team in the league. Him and Tatum are the best duo in the entire NBA. James Harden. He plays for the 76ers, averaging a double-double, 21-11. and 11. Of course, he should make an all-star appearance. He's not as good as he used to be. He's not as good as Houston James Harden. But he's turned himself into a playmaker and can still shoot the ball. But he's a better playmaker, which puts him on this list because he's averaging a double-double with 20-plus points per game. Trey Young. I know he's not putting up the the numbers he should be putting up and his team's not not as good as they as they were last year. But he is still putting up all-star numbers. He's still the best player on his team. He's averaging 27, 3 and 10. He's top 5 in assists, almost averaging a double-double. It basically is. He should be an all-star. DeMar DeRozan. Now his team isn't good. Not as good as they were last year. Last year they made the playoffs. This year they're not even in the play. Or yeah, they're on the play and They're 10th seed. So, should he be an all-star? I think he should. Because he's putting up great numbers. He's putting up the same amount of numbers as he did last year. Maybe a tad worse. But he's still putting up fantastic numbers 26 5 and 5 shooting over 50% from the field not as not good uh three point wise but he's shooting great free throws 89% and he's playing elite but his team is not as good which is why it's weird that he's that high now here's somebody that I don't understand why he's even on this list. He's a great player, but his team sucks. LaMelo Ball. Now everybody's going to be mad at me and saying, What? LaMelo Ball's great. Yeah, but his team's not good. Like I said, if, you, if, if you're going to be an all-star, your team should be great. You should, your team should be a contender. They should have the best players on contending teams playing in the all-star game, not players who are tanking, who are the worst team in the league, playing in the All-Star game. I mean, I love I love Melamela Ball. He's a great player. But his team isn't good. Tyrese Halliburton. He plays for the, uh, the Pacers. His team's actually good, and Lamella Ball's over him. Tyrese Halliburton is, could win Most Improved Player of the Year this year. If, the, if things go right, he could. There's two players in that conversation, in my opinion, that are very close. But here are Tyrese's, here are Tyrese Halliburton's numbers. 24-10. and 10. He is playing at an elite level. He's a great passer. And he's a big reason this Pacer team is doing good. 
They have Benedict Matherin, who is an all-rookie this season. We'll probably win all-rookie. He's top two in votes for Rookie of the Year. They have Buddy Heald, who's good. They have, they have a great team, but a lot of the success comes from their main man, Tyrese Halliburton, who is a top five point guard in the league. Derrick Rose is nine. I don't know why he's on this list. I mean, I can pull up his numbers right now, and they are not all-star numbers. He's on the list every year just because of his popularity. But he's averaging six, one and a half, and two. Ugh, man, this is why all-star voting's ridiculous. And then Darius Garland's 10. Why isn't he over over freaking Derrick Rose? Darius Garland's having a good year. Not as not as great as last year, just because he doesn't need to play as good as he did last year, because Donovan Mitchell, they have Donovan Mitchell now, who can score a majority of the points. But Darius Garland is their, is their point guard, who is the passer, who averages over 20 a game, 22 a game, and is top five in assists. And his team is really good. So th- that's, that's, the sh- that's the reason the controversy around all-star voting is is absurd and and everybody's mad. Let's move on to the West. So in the front corner of the West, we got LeBron James. He is obviously going to make it cuz it's LeBron. Nikola Jokic who's averaging a triple double. I haven't seen that since Westbrook, since he was on the Wizards. That was the last time someone averaged a triple double. And Nikola Jokic is doing it now. And everybody's like, oh, this guy must be a point guard. This guy's a center who's averaging a double-double. I mean, not a double, my bad, not a double-double, triple-double. That's over. That's 10-plus assists, 10-plus rebounds, and 10-plus uh, uh, points. And he's not just averaging 10. This guy's averaging, here's his stats, 25, 11, and 10. Those are absurd numbers for a center. And he's number one in all-star in MVP votes. And his team is the number one team in the West. So he's an automatic lock. Anthony Davis. I know he's be I know he's been injured, but he's gonna come back before the All-Star game. And the way he's played at the beginning of the season is is unbelievable. Zion Williamson, his team is struggling, but he is the main purpose. Their team is still really good. Brandon Ingram's injured. They have C.J. McCollum at their point, but Zion is their main guy who's athletic, who's a monster in the paint, who can dunk. He's averaging 26, 7, and 5, who can also pass. Zion is a great player. He didn't play last year because of a foot injury. But he came back and he's playing better than he ever has. He's an automatic lock. Andrew Wiggins. Now, here's the thing. The Warriors are a 
good team. But last year they won the championship, and this team is barely over 500. So, it's it's hard to say which players on the Warriors could make an All-Star appearance. I mean, we can obviously think of an, of one of them. That would be Steph, uh, Stephen Curry, because it's Steph Curry, and he's averaging over almost 30 a game. And it, or it's gonna be Clay Thompson, who's playing great basketball. But Andrew, it's either but Andrew Wiggins, it's 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 it, he made it last year because their team was great, but this year, it's 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 hard to it's 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 frustrating. He could make it. He's averaging 18 points a game, but his team isn't great. His team's barely over 500, so he's top he's top five in voting. When all these other players like Paul George, who's playing much better, Laurie Markkinen, who's playing much better, and then we have Draymond Green, who is averaging over 10 points a game and isn't even playing great defense this season, and his team isn't good. Kavon Looney, the Warriors, the Warriors center. Who isn't averaging 10 points a game either? The entire freaking Warriors roster starting 5 is on the freaking is on the is on the ballot to make an all-star appearance. Their entire starting 5. I have never seen that in a million years. That's why all that's why fan voting should be eliminated and never exist because it's ridiculous. Number 10 is DeMontis Sabonis, and that Kings team, who hasn't made a playoff appearance in over 16 years, is now third in the West. And a lot of that comes from this guy, DeMontis Sabonis, who's playing much better than Kavon Looney, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins. He's averaging 19, 13, and 8. This guy's close to averaging a triple double. He's leading the he's leading the league in rebounds per game and he's a great passer. Shooting 61 from the field, 37 from free throw and 75.7 from free throw. Uh, 37.3 from the 3. Did I say free throw before? 37.3 from the 3. And he's only top 10. This guy should at this guy if I look at the list, he should be top five because his team is great. Now let's move on to the guards. Steph Curry, Locke, Luka Doncic, Locke. He's averaging 34 a game and almost a triple-double. John ja Morant, his team is second in the West, and he's averaging 27 a game. Locke, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, his team isn't good, but this guy's averaging 30 a game. What's that make you th- what's that? What's that say? This guy is carrying the team. Their tenth, their tenth seed right now, in the in the West, mainly because of this guy. He's averaging thirty a game. Shea Gilgis Alexander, Locke, Clay Thompson. I think he should be an All Star. He's averaging twenty a game. But like I said, his team isn't great, but still, he's putting up fairly good numbers. Russell Westbrook. Why is he on the list when the Lakers aren't very good? They have been good lately, but still they aren't they aren't uh like 
contenders. Especially Westbrook, who comes off the bench. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he got six man of the year, but he shouldn't be an all-star. Damian Lillard should be an all-star. He's averaging a little over if I I can look. It's either twenty nine a game or twenty or uh, twenty eight a game. Twenty nine a game, four rebounds, and seven assists. Those are all star numbers. And then we have Austin Reeves, who this guy is so irrelevant. I don't know why he's on the list. He also plays for the Lakers. I don't want to pull up his stats because they aren't good stats at all. Oh, that was Austin Rivers. I typed in the wrong guy. Here we go. Austin Reeves. 11 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists. And this guy's this guy over Devin Booker in all-star voting. Devin Booker should be over him, even though Devin Booker's injured and the Suns suck. A lot of that comes from Devin Booker being injured. But he should be... I don't understand why Devin Booker isn't over him. And then we have De- De'Aaron Fox at uh, the 10th spot. And De'Aaron Fox is the second... is either the best player on the Kings or the second best player on the Kings. And their team is third in the West. And he's 10. I think De'Aaron Fox should be 7 or maybe 6 on the list. But Austin Reeves, who's averaging 10 a game, whose team isn't very isn't that bare isn't that good, is is top ten. It's ridiculous. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I mean the uh, the All Star game. These players that I've said that are shouldn't be on the list. I don't think they will. But it's it's it it's just it is um it just comes to say that fan voting is is biased and is is very ridiculous. In my opinion, it should be it shouldn't be a thing. But that was my rant on all-star voting. Now let's move on to something a little bit more interesting. That was probably boring for y'all. It's kind of boring for me. But I had to get that out of the way because it is a strong topic in the sports industry right now. Now this might be the biggest. The Aaron Rodgers controversy. He did it freaking last... I'm a Packers fan, by the way. He did it last year. And he's doing it again this year. He wants to retire. I am not necessarily mad about this just because the Packers do need to move on because I don't think Aaron Rodgers is playing at an MVP level like he did the past two years and this year it didn't even look like he tried. He didn't make the playoffs. He lost the Lions in the last game which 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 would have brought him to the playoffs. But this, but this year, it didn't even look like he tried. This is the first time the Packers have made the playoffs in like five, six years. I don't remember the last time they didn't make the playoffs. A lot of it comes from people being injured and also people leaving the Packers. Like Zadarius Smith, one of our best defenders, left. Devontae Adams left. Aaron Rodgers is number one target. Christian Watson was good as good this year, our rookie, but it took him a while to figure out how to even catch the ball. So a lot of it is is not Aaron Rodgers' fault. 
But Aaron Rodgers is the captain. And this year, it really didn't look like Aaron Rodgers wanted to be successful. So where will, where will he go? Will he stay with the Packers? Right now, I doubt it. Will he retire? He's 39 years old. I think he could still play if he's on a team that suits him well. Right now, the Packers don't. The Packers are looking probably to rebuild, and Aaron Rodgers has already said he does not want to be in that situation. So where will, where will he go? Well, one of the one of the teams I think he could go to is the LA Ra- the La- uh, the Raiders because one Derek Carr has decided to go bye-bye. He's not playing for them anymore. They still have Devontae Adams on the team. Rodgers and Adams already have a great a great chemistry. They have one of the best running backs in the league, led the league in rushing this year. Josh Jacobs. So, that could be a great fit for him. They have a good defense, or an average defense. Max Crosby, who's a great defender. That could be a good suit for him. Now, do the Miami Heat want to keep Tua? Is Tua the biggest fit for Miami? Or do they want to pick up Rodgers and maybe trade him for Tua. I don't know. That might not be a good idea. But here's a good thing. Here's a good uh, reason Rodgers would fit well with the uh, with the um, Miami Heat. I mean, pff, Miami Heat. Miami Dolphins. They have the two best. They have the probably the best wide receiver duo in the league. In two in uh, 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 Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Two really really good wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, top five uh, receiver in the league, and he got top five in receiving yards this year. I think he was second behind Justin Jefferson. That could be a great fit for him, just because how good their offense is, and Aaron Rodgers thrives through offense. The Packers' defense have not been good in a long time, except for this year when they were above average. But Aaron Rodgers thrives through offense. And when you put him against great wide receivers, elite wide receivers, he does excellent. Just like when he had Devontae Adams on his team and brought him to the to the uh, playoffs every single season. Or he could go to the Tennessee Titans, who have a good defense, and Kevin Byard and Jeffrey Simmons and Bud Dupree and all of them. And they have Derrick Henry. Arguably the best running back in the league. Top five in rushing yards this season. I think he was second behind uh, Josh uh, Josh Jacobs. And they have they don't have great wide receivers, but Rodgers knows how to how to uh, adapt, how to make these wide receivers elite, just like he did to Devontae Adams, and just like he did to Christian Watson this season, which could have made Christian Watson offensive rookie of the year. It probably won't just because Christian Watson didn't have a fantastic first half of the season but had a fantastic great half. So, where will Rodgers end up? My opinion, he will most likely want to go to somebody who who he's comfortable with, and that's Devontae Adams. But will Devontae Adams want to play with Rodgers again? I think he would just because of their chemistry. 
but will Rodgers want to go to a team who's a, who's could contend? That could be the Miami Dolphins because of their duo in wide receivers, and and especially the Titans didn't make didn't make the playoffs this season. They had a terrible season just because of injuries. But Aaron Rodgers could help them, could help them a lot. So it's it's it's. It's hard to figure out what Rodgers wants to do because it's Aaron Rodgers. You can't really get in his head. He's he's an individual man. He wants to do what he wants to do. So it's hard to think it's hard to think about where he wants to go. Or he could stay with the Packers. I mean, that's what he did last season. I thought he was going to go, but he did he didn't. But I think I think he's going to leave. I think he's either going to retire or go to a new team. And if he does go to a new team, he'll. I think he'll go to the Raiders. They need a. They need a quarterback. They had Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams and Rodgers have great chemistry. I think that's the best offer for him. But that's my opinion. Um. Yeah. What a fantastic podcast tonight. Uh. So much information. So many games this weekend. The Jaguars are playing right now as we speak against the Chiefs. I'm about to go watch that right this second. We have a fantastic game tonight. We have fantastic games tomorrow. I can't wait to watch them. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you did, make sure to follow me on every podcast app you listen to. The main ones are Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure to give me a follow or a five-star rating if you enjoyed. That really helps. Thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you next time on the Clay Baller Show.